0: Welcome to the War in Ukraine Update from Kyiv podcast. I'm Jessica Ganawa, a lecturer in international relations at Flinders University in Australia, and I'm checking in with Maxim Yali, head of the Centre for New World Order and professor of international relations at the National Aviation University in Kyiv. Thanks for talking to me today, Maxim.
1: Welcome, Jessica.
0: First of all, we are recording this on the 24th of August, which is Ukrainian Independence Day, and you're located in Kyiv. So what's the mood like there today and how is it going in terms of general safety? You know, there was some expectation that there might be Russian strikes today.
1: Well, it's midday. Uh, it's okay so far. No strikes, actually. My prognosis is that there won't be any missile Armageddon is many prognoses, maybe there will be some strikes, but not as heavy as most experts expect. Of course, uh, there is no actually goals for it. Firstly, Putin might have understood finally that uh, the more missiles, rockets he launches, uh, the more civilians, women, children, elderly people die the more uh, Ukrainian people unites and uh, hates him personally and Russians as a whole. Secondly, it will be a reason for new sanctions. If he strikes on uh, civilian objects, governmental block as they prognose, and it will be kind of terrorist attack, very obvious. Taken into account uh, that he is willing to start uh, negotiations, and just recently President of Turkey, Erdogan, visited uh, Ukraine, giving proposals of Putin uh, to negotiate. Uh, So taking uh, all into account, I don't expect serious uh, strikes. So the atmosphere is pretty okay. I'm going to the downtown in the evening to do some interviews. So most of people are also fine the things go in the same. Okay, yes, they raid syrians, but we got used to it. We had them more than 500 already. So, of course, there could be and there have already took place missile attacks uh, in the south, but our air defense system works pretty well. And actually, it's one more reason, because uh, recently, during last month, Uh, Most of the missiles and rockets are hit by our air defense system, and our uh, militaries got used to it as well. So it's uh, another reason. Due to my sources, actually, in Kremlin, uh, they're already preparing for a long war. It will not be over this year. It is obvious already. So... Why to waste uh, these missiles if it doesn't bring any effect-
0: mm-hmm. and more broadly, what do you see the significance of recent successful action that we've seen in Crimea on military assets do you see that as part of Ukraine building towards some kind of counter-offensive. And how is that being perceived in Ukraine? Like, is that seen as quite symbolic, given that this, you know, war started with Russia annexing Crimea in 2014? Is that seen as quite symbolic that Ukraine is succeeding to hit targets in Crimea?
1: Yes, absolutely right. Very symbolic, and it uprised the mood not only My personally, but the whole of Ukrainian uh, people, I would say the biggest surprise, emotional one. Because yes, firstly, since 2014, we hit military targets in Crimea. And it gave serious psychological effect, not only in Ukraine, but also in occupied Crimea. Those Russians who came to live there since 2014 started to flee. As you know, it's a resort uh, See, also. It also gave us a lot of positive emotions because uh, they felt uh, themselves uh, so freely and safe. Now they can uh, start understanding what we feel every day. And more important, as you know, ex-president of Russia Medvedev stated that it's going to be Armageddon for Ukraine if they hit it. So nothing happened and uh, we see that these statements um, worth nothing. It cannot be considered as the beginning of counter First of all, uh, we destroy logistics and assets, military assets, not to allow Russians to make an offensive in the South. We are expecting it, it, uh, and our intelligence as well. They concentrate their military forces in Kherson. They even throw them from Donbass, from Mariupol, from Crimea. So at least the minimum goal now is not to allow them to occupy the rest of Kherson region, for example, to prevent these so-called referendums. Because, for example, the head of occupational authorities, Pushilin in Donbass, already stated that they will not hold a referendum as they promised, actually, and they were preparing for it until they, as he say, deoccupy completely Donetsk region. So it uh, concerns the same. Zaporizhia, Kherson uh, regions where they were planning to hold referendums. So taking into account that military assistance uh, from the West is not enough for counter-offense, at least now, without heavy losses. So the main goal is not to allow them to start new offensive. And we are achieving this goal. And we showed that the... Air defense system, even in Crimea, which was uh, highly militarized during last eight years, is not as good as Russian said. So we had uh, two serious cases in Crimea concerning military assets. Fedorovka. its place for airplanes, a lot of them, about ten, maybe even more, were ruined. But it was not uh, missile attack. Nobody knows what was it, and that's good. And in Jankoi, it's also an important logistic point. There were a lot of military assets. All the rest is just checking up the air defense systems, and it's very good that we're checking it, and Russians understand that they are not safe.
0: Mm -hmm. So just to clarify those referendums will not be held, that were stated would be held in Russian-occupied areas? In your current thinking, those referendums will not be held in the foreseeable future?
1: It is obvious that uh, it will be impossible to do referendums as they were going to on the 11th of, se- of September. September 11th, there will be elections all around Russia, and they wanted to to hold them all together and to join to Russia new territories, at least uh, Donetsk, Luhansk regions. The same talks were concerning the Parisian Kherson region. They failed. Uh, there were plans to, as I mentioned, to start offensive on uh, Nikolaev and Odessa. They are failing by this date, yes. We can't say for sure for more foreseeable future. I'm sure they will try. If they manage to occupy, they will try to do it. But so far, we can say that, again, this time their plans failed again.
0: Mm -hmm. So finally, if I can ask you something that might be a difficult subject to talk about, but in Mariupol, as far as I understand, Russia is planning some kind of mock trials to be held with prisoners of war from the Azov regiment. What is happening there and what's your response to that as someone from Mariupol?
1: Not only from Mariupol, you know, my first coach in boxing is imprisoned now and actually a lot of chances uh, that uh, he's gonna participate in the mock trial. I uh, keep in touch with his wife and uh, unfortunately the risks are pretty high. So actually, that's the only goal they can achieve now from the point of view of propaganda to show in Russia that they do something. As you know, one of the main reasons to start this war, they were stating that Azov Regiment is Nazis, etc., etc. So they want to show that they have achieved at least some results in so-called denazification. This term is not understandable actually even for Russians, for most of them, and opinion polls show it. They can't even actually pronounce it correctly. So uh, I guess it will be difficult to prevent it. But as I stated, the main goal is just for propaganda, to make for TV, to calm down those the most. I can't even pick up necessary word. Those who support this war, most of all, for mobilization as well, to show that they have some successes and uh, those people who watch it on TV, who support it, to satisfy them. Mm-hmm. So I guess the, the chances unfortunately, pretty high, though President Zelensky also stated that if they do it, the peace talks will be over as well. This issue is very important for most of Ukrainians who were observing the battle for Mariupol, the story of heroes of Azovstal, and that's why I suppose uh, they will do it.
0: Mm-hmm. Thanks, Maxim. Appreciate you checking in with us and sharing your reflections today. You're welcome. Thanks for listening and thanks to Mr Smith for our theme music.